Texas. They say everything's bigger here, and they're right. We've got big cars, big hearts, and even bigger stakes. This is beef country, Texas. Home to the Alamo, the Cowboys, and the largest military installation known to man. So big, it has a big name. Fort Hood, the great place. It's got a Texas-sized podcast as well. And this is it, right here. Fort Hood's great big podcast. Yeehaw. What? What? Is that any way what? to open the show? He is back. It's a perfect way to open the show. Okay. You're, you know, you're only on your third week of quarantine. Oof. That's right. Yeah. But let's, COVID, it's the party that never ends. Yeah, <laughs> but, but let's get this over with. You do have good news to share, right? I do. I tested positive again. Uh, get out. No, I didn't. But, but, and that was a bummer. I got that news on my birthday. Oh, right? yeah, I know. Yeah, that was a, that was a bummer. But then the next day I get a message from my doctor mm-hmm. that says, Hey, I, I, uh, by now you've noticed that you tested positive again. Uh, but let me tell you, you're going to put test positive, uh, for a few weeks going into the, the future just because of the nature of the virus. Mm. He said, you're, you're no longer catchy. You're no longer mm. contagious. You can go out into the world. You are not a communicable person. No. Well, that's a good thing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I am so released from my prison. Next week, we'll actually like see you in the office. Yeah. I'll actually be at work. Wow. wow. Yeah. If I awesome. can remember how to get back there, it's been a while. <laughs> well, you know, you can always follow me. Well, that's a good. That's true. That's a good present. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, daylight dollars short, but yeah. 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 <laughs> well, I'm glad we're all glad that you're feeling better. We have certainly That's, missed yeah, you. Yeah, so am I. That was miserable. That was not uh, COVID. Nothing to to fool around with. Mm. Well, let's it see. Three weeks at home and an ER trip. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've been through it. You've been through yeah, the ringer, brother. I have, but I I came out the other end bolder than ever. Yeah, just get right back up and just keep on trucking. Yep. Trucking into our next episode. That is true. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Brianna, so, what's going on with you, girl? With me? Yeah. Oh, not a whole lot, just a lot of schoolwork. A ton of homework and papers. You and recovered tests. from your 10-miler. I am. Yes, I can walk normally again. <laughs> My IT bands were not happy with me. <laughs> so, yeah, I was limping for a little bit. But I, t- I took my first ice bath. And let me tell you, it was about as horrible as you can imagine. <laughs> that sounds fun. I don't know that I could do that. Uh, I, I did not want to. I only did it because 
I knew, well, I have so much schoolwork that I can't afford to be in so much pain because I cannot concentrate when I am, when I'm in a lot of pain. Yeah. And I already have chronic pain. So Mm -hmm. like a pretty severe pain from running long distance on top of that is just too much for me to be able to uh, think logically and and complete, uh, you know, learn something on my own. I have a hard time learning on my own. Right. So I've gotten better because every, nearly every class I've taken for my degree has been online, Mm -hmm. but I'm still a visual learner, so just reading stuff is is difficult. So yeah, it doesn't work for me. Yeah, either. so that's well, that's you know, the only I, reason I did it because of schoolwork. I feel I, I I feel for you, Brianna, mm-hmm. because when I am in school, I also feel a great deal of pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I I understand that. I'm so glad you can relate. <laughs> well, you guys are online educating. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. So you were doing that all throughout COVID as well, Charlie. It was awful. It was awful trying to keep up, and you know you can't uh, think straight. Yeah, and you know you'd I'd start typing something, and then I just completely get lost. Yeah, I'm thinking if you had a it. creative writing class at that time, you'd probably ace it, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's, it's not that. It's just it's like you don't have any energy to do any to yes. type. Oh yeah. Yes. Like oh, your yeah. arms just like, oh, I'm out of energy to type. Yes. It's up to you, nose. I feel that way when I get sick like that. Because I don't so, think I've you know, flu, but playing around on guitar, you know, you you wouldn't think about it, but it's like oh, I don't have enough energy to. I just I'm tired. Of, I'm I'm done playing guitar. I don't have enough energy to sit here and push the button on the video game. You know, it's just weird. Yeah. We're really weird. Wow. I believe that. This too shall pass, right? Oh yeah, it's most of it's behind me by now. That's most good. of it's That's behind good. me. That's good. So weight loss, you said you were down twenty. Yeah, I'm still. So I haven't really gained anything. So I nice. plan to keep heading to the gym and keep that up. And if you know, if I find myself plateauing, I'll seek someone out who has a different strain of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, keep your eyes on the prize. <laughs> yep. So we do have an interesting show this week, Charles. All right. We are going to be talking Energy Action Month with an old friend of yours, the Bacon Bacon Ninja. Bacon Ninja. Yeah. Bacon Ninja. Yeah. Remember her? That's great. Yeah, I remember her. The green, the hair. Yeah. (laughs) Big green wig like Ronald McDonald. Yeah. yeah. That green wig. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's coming up right after this. Ghosts, ghouls, goblins will once again roam the roadways of Fort Hood Saturday evening, October 31st. Nice alliteration. Do they pay you to write that stuff? Can you just get to the point? Yeah, fine. Fort Hood leaders have authorized trick-or-treating on Halloween on post from 6 to 8 p.m. This isn't some mandatory fun. It's up to parents if they want to take their children out to trick-or-treat and residents can decide for themselves. If they want to pass out candy to the kids. For residents, if they want to forego the fun, all they have to do is leave the porch light off. But what about the COVID? Those celebrating this Halloween tradition are urged to follow CDC guidelines for social distancing. And wearing a Halloween mask doesn't check the block. Or wearing a protective mask against the virus. 
I can see it. But what time can kids head out on Halloween again? Trick or treating on post will run from 6 to 8 in the evening, Saturday, October 31st. What are you dressing up as this year? A balding, fat, middle-aged man. Some superhero you are. Here he is, Jeff Snarkworthy. Thank you, yeah. If you've got a sudden, unexpected fever, you might have coronavirus. <laughs> if you've traveled from or through a state where coronavirus is prevalent, you might have coronavirus. <laughs> if that fever of yours, if it's accompanied by a feeling of shortness of breath or, or difficulty breathing, you might have coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus is steadily spreading across not only the United States, but the world. Being aware of the signs and symptoms of coronavirus helps keep us all safe. If you suspect that you may have been infected with the virus, call 254-553-6612. That's the Fort Hood Health Hotline, 254-553-6612. If you've been around some place where people were infected, if you got that fever, shortness of breath, and a cough, you might have coronavirus. Coronavirus. It's no laughing matter. Hello? It's now or never. Come hold me tight. Hey, y'all. So, we're going to be talking about Energy Action Month. Tell me more. <laughs> So, we have with us two very special guests returning, Christine Luciano, the Fort Hood Education Outreach Coordinator, as well as Jackie Ferrer-Perez, our Sustainability Program Manager. Oh. Yeah, the bacon panda. (laughs) The bacon panda. (laughs) I like that. Well, yeah, we are the dynamic duo. So, we have the bacon ninja and the panda ninja. So, we're here on behalf of DPW Environmental and very excited to hang out with you PAO ninjas. Yes. You guys are like the radio podcast ninjas, newspaper ninjas. We got to come up with some ninja names. Kind of a little bit of all of the above, whatever. Yeah, some of us are more visible than others. (laughs) Some are more (laughs) sneaky. (laughs) So, the last time we had you guys on was actually the podcast before the state of Texas went Close the door. COVID. So a lot has happened in your life since then. Tell me about it, Christine. A lot of exciting adventures. I had a set of twins, Logan and Wyatt, that are absolutely amazing in my world. And actually, the panda ninja is actually the godmother of my twins. Oh, my goodness. Privilege. Congratulations. So, yes. Yeah. It was about 16 pounds that I unloaded. So. Oh, wow. my gosh. It's a lot of bacon. Wow. It's <laughs> a lot of bacon. You are <laughs> tough. So they were like, you have two bacon bits inside you. It's like, no, no, no. One was a Viking and one was a little bacon bit. <laughs> Wyatt was just a little over eight pounds and Logan was just a little over seven pounds. Wow. Wow. Oh, That's a lot of bacon. Oh, my yes, goodness. Yes. Wow. So, and what's great is they're not identical. So it makes it easy for my husband oh, and I. Right. <laughs> That's and we, really nice. We both got like a mini version of each other. 
That's so. pretty awesome. Yeah. You got a two for one. Yes, we did. At BOGO. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't been back to work for that long, have you? No, no, just since it's October. Sorry. You kind of lose track of time this with this October. situation of everything <laughs> yeah. going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I came back right after Labor Day, and I feel like I'm just I'm playing catch-up, and it's a little nonstop, you know, with everything going on at work, and then at home with the twins, it's go, go, go. So, wow, so you're it's not ironic. sleeping yet, are you? Let's sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one day, but we're we're going through that four-month regression. So we were doing really great, getting those two solid hours, and now we're like two steps <laughs> backward. And it's maybe an hour, hour and a half in between feeding. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Double your, your fun, heart. right? Yeah. Wow. It's ironic you came back on Labor Day. <laughs> <laughs> good point right there. <laughs> But why we are really here is we're here to talk about energy awareness and energy action month and all yeah, that. So there's a lot of great things that are going on in October. So, you know, on behalf of environmental, we want to talk about, you know, things that you can do at home and at work uh, to conserve energy. Talk about our Youth Environmental Ambassadors Program. And if you're outside and exploring, this is a time that the monarchs are migrating through the area. So mm-hmm. we kind of want to touch basis on several things great things going on uh, under the environmental umbrella this month. Right, Jackie? Oh, yeah. It's an exciting month. It's my birthday month, so of course, October. Ooh, that's awesome. <laughs> Which her birthday was just a couple days ago on 13th. the 13th. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Happy belated birthday. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. So hey, you my birthday was on the 15th. <laughs> huh? Uh, my birthday was on the 15th. Yes, it was. Yes. Happy, birth- happy, happy birthday belated birthday, Thank Charlie. You. Thank you. Wow. Stuck in the house. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Tell me about that cake, though. Oh, the cake was fantastic. My wife, it, she took two days uh, to, to make a cake. Yeah. Um, it was a, a, a black forest cake. She did it all by, all from scratch. Wow. All from scratch. And uh, it was so light, believe it or not, light and delicious. Uh, it it blew me away. I, th- I thought it was professionally made. Well, there you go. Aww. You know, if we if we weren't quarantined, I would have sworn <laughs> <laughs> she r- ran out and got it. Yeah, that's great. So COVID, since you know Charlie's sitting at home with all that, um, what kind of impact has it had? Say on the Yay program. You know, talk about the yeah. Yay program and how you're able to do it. In a pandemic. Exactly. So, yay, exclamation mark, uh, Youth (laughs) Environmental Ambassadors Program. Mm -hmm. We're trying to encourage students of all ages, from kindergarten to seniors in high schools, to lead as environmental stewards. Sure. And we know that the dynamic of the classroom environment, it's very different, and there's a lot of restrictions. So we don't have the opportunity to go into the classroom. We're trying to work on creating some virtual videos and learning opportunities and Zoom presentations so we can Mm -hmm. still reach out to kids. But we're also trying to encourage schools and students to either lead in their community by doing simple initiatives that um, range from energy conservation to recycling to litter cleanups to even showing their artistic skills. Mm -hmm. So with October being Energy Action Month, a couple of initiatives that we have with YAY, we have the Lights Out Lunch, which starts this month, and that ends in April, which is when Earth Day is. And it's also Sustainable Environment Month for Fort Hood and Mm -hmm. the neighboring communities. 
So uh, for, eating in the dark? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if you've got some windows, it's not so bad. You can have some of that natural light in. It's relaxing and soothing and everything. So, you know, we're trying to encourage schools to, if they're in the cafeteria, to turn off the lights. If they have those open space, those windows, um, or if they're in the classrooms, a lot of the classrooms have the windows, to turn off the lights, you know, um, once a month to start with one simple little action. Mm-hmm. But we want that to become a regular habit. And we hope that when they're doing that in the classroom, that they will apply that at home. You know, we, we, we hear growing up every time, hey, whenever you leave the room, make sure you turn off the light. Mm-hmm. And we would just want them to get into those daily habits there. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully, you know, that has a domino effect to help with your parents, with teachers, and then within the community to do their part. Uh, one of the other initiatives that we have going on this month is the Texas Recycles Poster Contest. Okay. So anybody can show off their artistic skills and highlight anything from recycling to energy conservation um, to pollution prevention, anything with the environmental realm of showing that artwork. And we want to get that message out to the community. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of things going on right now where you can still have uh, social distancing, still comply with the COVID restrictions, and still do your part. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the other initiatives we have coming up next month, uh, November 15th, is America Recycles Day. So we're trying to encourage schools to um, look within their footprint to see if they have a recycle program in their classroom, within their school, and if not, then figure out a way to implement one. And, you know, you know, funding is a challenge for a lot of individuals because they're like, well, I can't buy the blue bin. I can't mm-hmm. have that. Get creative. We've had some amazing students, especially at Audie Murphy Middle School here on Fort Hood, that repurpose cardboard boxes with some really creative messages to get the word out to get individuals to recycle. So that's an initiative that starts November 15th, ends December 15th. um, And the goal is to kickstart a recycle program within your school's footprint, measure and see how much you collect. And then uh, we award $200 to the top school that nice. collects the most recyclables based on the population. Wow. So, you know, we, we want to recognize the great work because there are some great things going on in schools right now, but we just don't hear about it. And mm-hmm. we just want to get awareness about that. Sure. So, you know, these are free initiatives. We have resources mm-hmm. that we can provide to the schools. We have some um, educational materials. So we want to help educate within the greater Fort Hood area. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not only just the Fort Hood schools, Colleen, all the way out to Gerald, to Lampasas, uh, to Temple, to Salado. It's the greater Fort Hood area. So wow. a huge impact that we can have. Right. And so we just need everybody to do their part to help out. Hey, you brought up recycling, and you actually penned a article in the Sentinel yes. talking about the challenges of single stream recycling here on Fort Hood. I need you to address one of the comments that kind of all right. <laughs> there was a comment on Facebook that mm-hmm. that said, "I see the garbage trucks, and they're picking up both of them, and they're dropping them in the same truck." Okay, so so I would like to say some of the residents aren't very happy. Yes. But I, I, I want people to know that in family housing, Fort Hood Recycle Center is not the entity that picks up those materials. Right. You're not the trash it, collector. Yes. It is Inland Services who right. has the contract on Fort Hood for the landfill and curbside recycling at family housing. Okay. So that is separate from the Recycle Center, from Fort Hood Recycle. 
Um, and I will say, you know, one of the things we want to bring awareness is that there is contamination challenges mm -hmm. and we have seen it all. And, you know, some of the images that we share are graphic, but it's to have that impact to make the you most real graphic ones didn't yes. make the paper. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> they made it on the Fort Hood recycle yeah, page. So you can yeah, go ahead and like that page to stay up to <laughs> But, um, but that, that's the reality. We are getting animal parts. We mm -hmm. are getting mm -hmm. dead animals. We're right. getting that's crazy. Um, sometimes bloody material that's going through. The forceps uh, made it. Yes. And, and then other yeah. items, live ammunition. Um, what are some other things that you've seen, Jackie, with some of the photos? Um, we've gotten some vials of um, anesthetic, that really odd things that sh you would think anybody would say, that's not going to. That's not going to be recycled. That shouldn't be recycled. Yeah. Somehow, somehow, some way, somehow, the decision's made, and it ends up on the line. So, and you know, and, and it puts our employees at risk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and single stream does not mean everything. Right. So when you have those items with contamination, something that's bloody, you're going to have blood all over paper, plastic, cardboard, mm -hmm. cans. That's items that we have to throw into the trash because they've been contaminated. Right. So think about it. It's like, okay, ching, ching, ching. Oh, it's money going away. Mm -hmm. We're throwing it away. And on, on average, Fort Hood Recycle gives $100,000 right back directly to the Fort Hood community. Sure. So the more that we can recycle, the more we can give back to support soldier and family events. But, you know, single stream does not mean everything. Right. So it's, you know... We had a, a we had sort we had to sort our material previously. We mm -hmm. had to have cardboard in one container, paper in another, mm -hmm. and then you had plastic and aluminum cans in another container. So you had three different bins, right. and we said, "Hey, we want to make it easy and convenient." But unfortunately, we've kind of gone away from that, and everybody's like, "Well, I'm just going to throw it in there. Someone's going to sort through it." Right. Oh, that's not the way to do it. And one of the other things we're seeing is wish cycling. People are like, oh, go in there. I just wish you'll get recycled. Right. It doesn't happen mm. like that. It would be awesome if we could just snap our fingers and wish that we would have clean, quality recyclables. <laughs> that would be amazing. But, you know, our team members are hand sorting these materials. Right. So, you know, we have equipment that helps separate. Okay, we're going to put paper and cardboard on one line, the metal cans and plastic on another line. Mm -hmm. But they have to sort that to different piles that we have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if anybody wants to come out to the recycle center, we will coordinate. We would love to have a unit, a small family, have them come out and see what the operation is. Mm -hmm. And then you can also see the contamination challenges that we have. And, you know, some of the other common things we have, food waste and diapers. So many dirty diapers. Mm. So, yeah, no. You can <laughs> Not, relate to that now, Mom, I right? can. I <laughs> can so much. <laughs> so, no, that's not recyclable. So we just we truly need everybody to help do their part for Fort Hood, for the recycle program, for our team. Okay. Jackie, what about sustainability? So one of the things that we wanted to talk about today was the monarch migration and yeah. it's happening right now. And we're pretty close. I, we may have passed the peak. Mm -hmm. We're not really sure because it varies from year to year. Mm -hmm. um, we started the program in 2017 and we tag all the monarchs that we can capture and we process them and collect data. Mm -hmm. And it's really valuable because the monarch is, uh, has been petitioned to be listed as endangered. Really? And yes, and we're actually pending a decision um, in December of 2020 mm -hmm. to see whether or not it's going to be listed as, as endangered. And uh, we try to stay ahead of that uh, through the AIM program. 
Mm-hmm. So prior to my current role, AIM, I was... AIM program. What yes. Is that? So AIM stands for Adaptive and Integrative Management. Okay. Um, I it, In my previous role, I was the manager for that program. Okay. And so um, now Charlie and Chelsea Plimpton have taken over the program and they're, it's even more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, in our first year, we tagged about a thousand monarchs. Um, and so we were really proud of that. And every year we try to tag more and more. I think the most we've tagged in a year is around 2,700 monarchs. And so the goal is, the goal is 3,000. And so we're just, we're just trying to get to 3,000, but, um, it's, it's an awesome program. Um, the data is really helpful because as you know, when something gets listed as endangered, it it, it can place some restrictions on military training. And so we try to stay ahead of that. Um, and the way to do that is by you know, starting conservation early when you already know that the species is of conservation concern. Mm-hmm. And if we start implementing some conservation actions, and so we, we can use that um, as a bargaining tool when we, if, if we have to get to the point where we enter consultation with the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, mm-hmm. they see that we already have work on the ground. And so they take that into consideration when we decide what the restrictions could look like. So uh, that's really the main goal of that program. They, they work with a variety of other species as well that are con- of conservation concern. It's not just the monarch, but mm-hmm. um, that's the major focus during this time of the year. So right. um, it's a great program. It's uh, We've chaired the National Military Fish and Wildlife Association uh, Pollinator Working Group for the past three years. We were recognized through them as a model program for military installations. And uh, we're also certified um as a monarch uh, or a, a wrangler for the Texan by Nature Association, who was a fa- wrangler. Yes, and it was founded by our former First Lady Laura Bush, and so that was really important to us. And we have a variety of partnerships that support our effort. Um, monarch Joint Venture is one of mm-hmm. our partners. Um, the tagging portion of it is um, supported by um, oh goodness, Monarch Watch. Monarch Watch. I'm yes. sorry, so Monarch this, Monarch that, um, <laughs> but Monarch Watch, mm-hmm. um, and it's been around for decades. Right. Um, and so right now we are the largest tagging operation in the nation. Wow. Wow. So How do you tag a monarch? That's amazing. So it definitely takes some ninja Little moves. Little bitty pins. No. Ninja moves. And if you guys are not busy and you want to come and Paintball join us, guns. we're actually going to be tagging monarchs tomorrow. Whoa. So, um, yes. Last year, this time, based on Facebook memories, thank goodness uh. for technology <laughs> sometimes, a couple days ago, I was out there for an hour, and I captured 30 monarchs. Jackie was out there at that same time. She captured over 100 monarchs. Wow. So it's really about technique and skill and ninja moves, of course. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it's amazing to see our team of biologists and volunteers out there in the field with the nets chasing after these monarchs. Oh, you're they, not yeah. grabbing them by hand? No, no. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, right. I, I don't know. Have you done that? I mean, she wow, has Wow, you Jackie, are ninja. Jackie is the ninja. She's you got to be wow. experienced with Charlie's that. really good, too. She, Charlie gives me a run for my money. That's for sure. Um, um, and Chelsea is really good at at maintaining the organization of all of of the data that comes in because it is lengthy. Right. Um, but yeah, so the way we tag monarchs, and so we go out in areas, and they we know where they are um, because of the research we've done. Um, research on monarchs this focused has never been done before on mm-hmm. Fort Hood, and it's it's amazing because they whenever they migrate from the north and they you know make that shot all the way down to Mexico, which for some could be up to three thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Um, they funnel, once they get to Texas, they actually funnel through our area. So we have the densest uh, population of monarchs that come through during migration. 
Um, so that affords us the opportunity to Is it a to coincidence so that we get so many birds coming through this area too? <laughs> yes, every yes, fall it's, it spring, is a migratory pathway. Going one way or the other? Yes, yes, That's it's a migratory so pathway for sure. Yes. Okay. So we, we capture them with the net. Um, we know where they are because we've identified what resources that they need when they're mm-hmm. here. Um, shelter, water, and um, and flowers for them to nectar and feed on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have designate, designated areas that we go and capture them. Once we capture them, um, we take them back to our processing station. And uh, Monarch Watch has designed um, specialized stickers with mm-hmm. a certain kind of adhesive that adheres to to the wing. Wow! And you, yeah, and, and you position it onto the wing in a, in a, in a specific spot. It's called the discal cell, and it looks like if you ever look at a monarch up close, it's in the shape of a mitten. Sure. Um, when we take other data, but it's, it's basically a sticker and we refer to it as a license plate cause it has a specialized number. So you can know exactly what, which individual that is. Wow. You guys have been doing this for a couple of years. What do your researchers or your team, how do they feel? Is everybody high-fiving when you find one that are, that is already tagged? So it's good that you bring that up because in the, the first year alone, we actually had 11 of our monarchs from Fort Hood recovered in the sanctuary in Mexico. Wow. wow. So that was really rewarding for us. Yeah. And, and that was from a thousand. And so every year it varies, but I think to date that's the most have been recovered in one single tagging season. Wow. And so we'll see what this year brings. They're at about 1500. They're at over 1500 tagged so far. How is that information useful? So the data that we collect um, helps us identify their level of fitness as, mm-hmm. from each individual. And so whenever we find out which individual made it to Mexico, that kind of gives us a little bit of insight um, the only downside to that is it's a relatively small sample size. You know, 11 right. monarchs isn't going to tell us a whole lot. It tells us, a, it gives us a piece of the picture. Sure. And so um, the way it helps us is we, we utilize this data. We feed some of the data back to Monarch Watch mm-hmm. and they, you know, bring all the puzzle pieces together. And so we really, one part of the, the AIM program is to really foster conservation beyond the installation's footprint. Because if we have that wide range impact is what we need to, to make sure that at least a species doesn't get listed because the monarch is across the entire United States. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're a small piece of that puzzle, then then we hope to, you know, foster big changes. Wow. And anyone can participate in the tagging effort. So Monarch Watch, you can go onto their website. Mm-hmm. They have information of how you can be a citizen scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, you can order a kit with the tagging stickers, and then you can see how to properly catch them, uh, tag them, and then release them. Wow. So it's, it's something that anybody can participate in. Okay. Very cool. So are you guys going to go and catch some butterflies with us? I'm tomorrow? already heading I mean, I know. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, I know you're, you're hitting been, me up yeah. before. You've been getting like two or three miles in. <laughs> yeah. You can COVID. definitely get probably, yeah. I would say being out there with us, you'll probably do a 10K. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. I was going to say, how much, how much of a workout is that? <laughs> it, it's quite a bit of a workout when wow. you're chasing after them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's surprising how, how fast they are. Yeah. Um, and I'd be know, afraid I would like hurt one. No, no. Yes, everybody. That's how we were initially too. Because yeah. if you think of a butterfly, you're thinking something like, that's oh, fragile. It's fragile. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, they're they're very well. This particular species is is very. It, it can handle some handling, and 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 they're perfectly fine. We take them back to the station, and we have them in these special glass glassine envelopes, mm-hmm. um, where they can just hang out there until we're ready to process them, and we let them go. And we have had minimal minimal uh mortality rates i mean wait uh, wait a second wait a second wait a second wait a second <laughs> you they're hanging out in an envelope yes it's a glassine envelope um that, it's, that it's can't be very pieces. hanging out ish <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're, no they're fine they're positioned in there in their natural um in the natural way that they would be if they had their wings up and closed 
um, and we don't hang on for the, to them for too long, we um, actually organize them in the order that we capture them to make sure that we release them in a timely manner. Wow. wow. Maybe that's why they, they, they seem so fast is they Whoa. don't want to get put in an envelope. Yep, yep. They know what we're that's, up to. That's crazy. And, and if you want to see some uh, pollinator activity with the monarchs and the queen butterflies. Now we're which talking, is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is very similar to the monarch. We do have a pollinator sanctuary that, that the AIM program has on Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. So we have a bird bee bat butterfly garden right across near <laughs> off of Ron and Gun Bird Cup. bee bat. Bird, you say that say five that times. times bird bee yeah. bat butterfly. Yes, <laughs> I love it. And so right across from that is our education center. Um, and then we also have a, a garden of native nectar sources uh, that we did as a project with local high school students. That's the shape of a butterfly last year. Mm. Um, You can see quite a bit of activity with bumblebees, uh, several different species of butterflies. Anybody's uh, encouraged to go out there and explore that area. Mm -hmm. And we have a Facebook page too, um, the AIM program Facebook page. You can follow that page and see all the new flowers that are blooming. And and that also gives you an opportunity to reach out to Charlie and Chelsea if you Mm -hmm. want to coordinate a visit to the garden and they can provide some guidance and show you all the native flowers of Texas that you can use in, in your gardening cool. as well. Yeah. Very cool. Wow. How is Fort Hood environmentally? How green are we? Come on. <laughs> We're very green. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, we, we have an amazing team. Um, we have so many great initiatives and this is just a couple that we've highlighted, mm-hmm. you know, with, Fort Hood leading a lot with these efforts for it's part of a regional partnership called the Centex Sustainable Communities Partnership mm-hmm. that includes the installation in neighboring communities from Harker Heights, Coppers Cove, Colleen, Belton, Lampasas, Gatesville, and Nolanville. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we collaborate together on initiatives and we try to support each other on our outreach efforts. So we actually just had a meeting yesterday to try to talk about with the new environment with covid how can we highlight the different initiatives and programs going on within our community? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the, the impact of the greater forehead area, a lot of our soldiers, our families and retirees, they're all in these neighboring communities. Mm-hmm. And so we're all just working on the same mission to encourage everybody to be environmental stewards. So, you know, right. Fort Hood's green, but it is it's a regional impact where we need everybody involved. Right. Yeah, Jackie. we're very green. We've been recognized on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. There's always an opportunity to be to do more, so we're always exploring those options and trying to be better. All right. Parting shots? Come on, Bacon Ninja. Parting mm-hmm. shots? Yeah. <laughs> you get the final word. Go ahead. Um, so I encourage you to like the Fort Hood Recycle page. Um, it's a great resource, and we don't highlight only what's going on with recycle, but everything under the environmental umbrella. So, you know, we'll highlight about the EA program, exclamation mark, excited, youth environmental ambassadors. Um, And all the different initiatives with that of how we're trying to encourage youth in the greater Fort Hood area. Um, And we'll also highlight initiatives with the AIM program. So, you know, like those two pages, see the resources um, and the the sites available on Fort Hood that you can explore and, and get more involved in. Uh, one of the other things I would like to encourage people to do is to download the Fort Hood Recycle app. It's a really great resource where you can search more than 600 items to see where something, it goes in the blue bin, in the recycle bin. Um, if it's taken to the recycle center, goes to another facility called the classification unit, or if it's something that you can possibly compost or have to put in the trash. Okay. So, you know, we have resources available to help people be successful 
And then if you have any suggestions, we encourage you to share that with us. You know, if there's a way that we can better communicate our message, a way that we can better reach out to the community, we want that insight. So um, one other thing I'd like to add is one of the new campaigns we'll be pushing out to Fort Hood Family Housing um, and in our campaign is we have the Bin Family. The so, Bin Family? Yes. So we have the Recycle Bin Family. We have Cute. Daddy Bin, Mama Bin, and Twin Bins. Twin Bins. <laughs> come right here. So, I wonder who came up with I that wonder. one. <laughs> so, you know, be on the lookout for that. And, and it's part of the Bin Family. The Bin Family is going to be sorting out your recycle questions. Oh, nice. boom Yes. <laughs> so is that, that's something we're going to be pushing on Forehead Recycle. So every week we'll highlight something that people might think it's recyclable that isn't. So plastic utensils, is it re- something you put in the recycle bin or not? I would say no. Dave, what do no. you say? Depends the color. <laughs> the color? No, but it, it's something that you don't. So you, it's something it's single use. You throw mm-hmm. it in the trash. So we mm-hmm. encourage you. Okay, maybe let's try to avoid single use plastics. Right. So mm-hmm. there are some folks <laughs> that thought, hey, since it's plastic, I can just put it in the recycle bin. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they were unknowingly doing the wrong thing. So that's part of our education campaign. So be on the lookout for the bin family. <laughs> I love it. No used pizza boxes. <laughs> right? So actually. Oh, here we go. <laughs> so we can take pizza boxes. So they're cardboard. Yes. So yeah. as long as there's not like you don't leave your cheese all over there mm-hmm. and their pizza crust and, you know, five slices of pizza in when there. When you dropped it and all the cheese <laughs> When I on eat the a pizza, anyway. there's nothing left. <laughs> so your pizza box, we want. Dave's pizza yeah, box, so no. No, not so much. Charlie, he's probably questionable. <laughs> yeah, that Charlie, he's always questionable. questionable. I've always been that way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so the right here so we're learning a few things that you might have you well, thought you it. wasn't recyclable but it is recyclable mm-hmm. so that's why we want to encourage people to follow our page and just help learn um, and get educated on how to do right how do you find the app again so it's three words spelled out Fort Hood Recycle you can download that from your um, your Apple Store or your Play Store on Google and it's an excellent resource same name for the recycle page too on Facebook very cool nice ladies Thank you very much for coming on the Thank show you for again. Us. Yes. And Had a blast. This Yay. was awesome. We should do the next one should be on the boy's first birthday. And we can talk about the adventures that have happened since then. Oh, Oh, that might be a good time to talk about compost too. Cause we might be at a place where we're ready. For hey, we might actually awesome. have an earth day in 2021, right? We'll probably have a virtual one. So you have yeah. to think about uh, the, the academic year. I hate 2020 and it's going to carry so, over. <laughs> yes. So, you know, with a lot of schools having the restrictions um, and we're just trying to adapt with the environment going on, we'll probably do something virtual. Um, and so we'll have activities where we'll encourage individuals to get out in the community. We might do some small sessions at different environmental facilities, but we're, we're having to cap them at 15 or 20, depending um, of where we're hosting our events. So, That's tough. So maybe yeah. 2022 we'll be able to wow. bring the school kiddos back out onto Forehead because we, we have enjoyed that. You know, we've mm-hmm. we've done that for like 15 some years and yeah. we have that no. opportunity. And it's it's been amazing to see the impact and know the impact that we've had on thousands of students. Not to mention, I area. didn't get the green, you know, Ronald McDonald wig today. The, the Bacon Ninja. I should have worn my green hat she barely slept so i think (laughs) we can get her a pass on that one (laughs) but ladies thank you again for coming on 
Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. We had a blast. We will have closing thoughts right after this. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. In the store. You walk in the door. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. Day or night. Do what's right. Look, bad jingles aren't going to stop the coronavirus. But wearing a mask or a face covering can help lower the chance of infection or spread. So do your part and mask up. Or we may just have to keep singing. Masks on for safety. Masks on for safety. Be a mouth and noser or else you're a poser. Do what's right. Save a life. Wear a mask. Blurmit the Sock here for the Thrift Savings Spam. Is it meat? Who knows? Cut, 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 cut. What? Flermit, baby, look at this script. Mm-hmm. It clearly says thrift savings plan. Oh, yeah. It's about saving money, not lunch meat. Not Let's lunch try this again. Got... Thanks, Steve. Flermit the sock here for the thrift savings plan. You got it, baby. Soldiers and DOD civilians, listen up. Are you socking away a little bit of money each month in your TSP? What? You're not. They call me crazy. The Thrift Savings Plan is a great way to make sure that you've got the supplemental income you need when you get old and wrinkly. Plus, the government can match up to 5% of your contribution. That's a free money. Make it rain, Uncle Sam. Make it rain. So look out for your future and suck some money away in the Thrift Savings Plan account. Visit www.tsp.gov for more information. You can retire like an ex-prince moving to L.A., or in my case, his wife. That's right. Fort Hood's great big podcast. 50% of the time, they're right. 50% of the time. Coming on strong on a Monday. I feel so low. Won't be long till one day. Hey. Hello? It's me, knock. It's trick or treat. <laughs> Wait, that is that a knock-knock joke or something? Oh no, he's, no, he's knocking on your door. Halloween is coming. Halloween is coming. <laughs> Halloween is coming. Hello, Halloween. And Fort Hood, like the city of Colleen, is actually having trick or treat on post. Yay! Yes. Six to eight p.m. on Saturday, October thirty-first. Nice. Yeah. You think it's going to be cold? I hope so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, this is Texas, though. It could be 95. Yeah. That's true. I like when it's a little No, warmer. you know what? I think we've seen the latest, the, the last 90-degree day. Mm. I think we're out of them. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why are you laughing at I don't me? I think so. It's going to come back, I feel like. Really? I think so. 90s? Yeah. I mean, we just had some. Yeah, we did. But then the temperature went. 
Yeah. Yeah, it does that. So Halloween, mm-hmm. right? I grew up in Wisconsin. I remember as a little kid, it snowed on Halloween. Wow. Right? And so you would have your costume and then a winter coat over that, so it kind of ruined the whole effect, yeah. right? Here's a parka. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, it's a ghost You're wearing like, a parka. Yeah. <laughs> But I got to ask you guys, and I'll share mine first. All right. Let's talk about your most embarrassing Halloween costume that your mom forced you to wear. Mm. I'm going to really date myself. There was a kid's show with a puppet, right, when I was a little kid. And this is way before both of you guys. nothing wrong with puppets. Yeah, (laughs) I get it. My mom dressed me up as a lamb. Aww. You were Lamb Chop? I was Lamb Chop. I love That's Lamb great. Chop. I was, you know who Lamb Chop was, right? Yes. Yeah, you don't. Did you, did yeah, you Lamb do the voice? You know who Lamb Chop yeah. is? Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. So that was Did like, you do the voice? Uh, no. <laughs> oh, man. No. My mother loved that show. So. Sherry Lewis and Lamb Chop. Yeah. No, I had to go as Lamb Chop. I think I was seven. Um, it was awful. Yeah. That show was so if good. If I was four, I probably wouldn't have cared. Yeah, but I exactly. remember it, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember that. And it was traumatic. <laughs> I'm still scarred today. Oh, no. <laughs> I've never, my mom never forced me to wear something that I didn't want to wear, actually. But I usually, I would have to wear something in tandem with either my twin sister or my right. older sister. Right. So I remember not always liking that because sometimes we'd have to do what my oldest sister wanted to wear. And I didn't necessarily want to do that that's all i can really recall but i had i I always enjoyed for the most part what i dressed up as well you're going to dress up anyway yeah i love dressing up <laughs> so that's another reason why i feel like i don't have an embarrassing story because i'm like yes dressing up is fun well, there you go. <laughs> yeah my mom my mom used to let me i, I picked Oh, you got to you know, pick? But I got to pick. Oftentimes it was handmade. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think mm-hmm. one of my favorite things that I ever did, and it's probably quite awful, uh, but I, in, in 1986, I dressed up as Keith Hernandez. And I was Keith Hernandez. The New for, York uh, Met Keith Hernandez or the yes, St. Louis the, Cardinal Keith Hernandez? The, the New York Met. He was with the Mets. Okay. The time. Wow. The New York Met Keith Hernandez. And I, I believe nobody knew who I was. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, believe that. Did you have the but mustache? I did the school parade. Yes. I did the, the mustache, everything. Did the school parade as Keith Hernandez. And they had no clue. Not, not, not a clue. Aww. Well, you could have got a bowl cut bat. and been Pete Rose. I had a bowl cut once. <laughs> I remember my my dad. He took me to a uh, a barber college. Oh boy! Uh, to get my hair cut, and uh, when I came out, when it, they showed me the picture, I'm always very uh, congenial. You know, right. uh, I'm never gonna gonna be like wow. So I had the the haircut, and they they're showing it to me, and I. Thought my my thought was I look like Pete Rose in 1972. <laughs> my hair, but I also had a mullet at one point. I had the Rob Dibble. It was a pitcher. Yeah, I had the Rob Dibble mullet oh, at one time, man. and that was intentional. <laughs> that was intentional. Talking about bad haircuts, I'm going to bring up yeah. one more traumatic moment of my life. <laughs> oh no! Mm-hmm. I'm in the barber chair. I think I'm five, and my dad was. Uh, in the National Guard, he had been called up, blah, blah, blah. Dad comes back, 
And dad's wearing a flat top because that's what they wore back in the early 60s. And okay, dad takes youngest son to the barber. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Uh you're in the booster seat and you can't see what they're doing. They're just doing their thing. And you're like, okay. And then they spin you around and you can see yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I have a really round head, right? Charlie Brownish, mm-hmm. right? They gave me a flat top. Oh, no. And it, back then they called it a butch haircut. Right? Uh, and yeah. that they gave me that nickname and that stuck on me for about five, six years. Oh, wow. Until middle school. That's <laughs> awful. I cried like a baby. That's you know, so, I thought I was five, but that you know, sucks. yeah, I saw the haircut and I went, no. Oh, I have such bad hair experiences too. Uh, so, I wish I could have bad hair experiences. <laughs> yeah, I don't have those anymore. <laughs> Think of the past. <laughs> but I still have the round Spooky. head. Spooky. <laughs> now I have Charlie Brown's haircut too. There you go. <laughs> Full circle. Yeah, there you go. So. Are you gonna are you gonna go do go out on Halloween? And what would you go as? I saw you as a pumpkin in a pumpkin patch. Yes. I will I will do something I haven't decided yet. Maybe a vampire. You have options, don't you? I have you? so many. <laughs> <laughs> and and Charlie. Yeah. Are you planning to dress up on Halloween? Uh no. Nah. <laughs> no, I just I don't have any costumes to be perfectly honest and i'm too cheap to go buy one. Oh, there you go <laughs> i could do the the ghost in a sheet the charlie brown cut a bunch of holes in it yeah Ooh. but then you'd have to cut a hole in a sheet mm. that's true yeah i don't know about all that yeah that's some expensive thread count right that is <laughs> i will be i will i will i'll get a shirt that says COVID survivor and I, that will be my yeah that would be my costume that's not as scary though yeah and a little, you know, a little zombie-ish makeup, right? Mm. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, we're wrapping up another show, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Last one from my house. I know. Yay. Parting thoughts? You have the floor, sir. Yeah, don't get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and with don't those, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with those words of wisdom, dear listeners... Uh, it's a wrap. All right. Take care. See you next time. Turn off your lights. Yep. Bye bye. Do that stuff. Driving down the road.